You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello, mates. Welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I hope you all are doing well today. Um, we've got Rick and Anna here, as usual. They're doing fantastic. Just you should hear them go on about how well they're doing, but you won't. Because today we've got very special guests. I'm very excited about who's making a really, really cool game. His name is Tom Hardwidge, and he's the creator and developer of Lucy Dreaming. And he's here to talk to us today a little bit about his game and other gaming-related things. How are you doing today, Tom? I'm very good. Thank you. Oh, and, uh, fantastic. I forgot to breathe while I said probably that. <laughs> <laughs> to the listeners at home, uh, you don't need to uh, adjust anything. Paul just sounds really bad right now. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Yeah, a bit of renovation, carpets. Uh, you guys want to hear about it? I, I, no. Not in the slightest. No. You do not get a chance to defend yourself <laughs> after I've put you on the spot. <laughs> it's not how Canadians work. Usually we talk about people behind their backs when we're Canadian, but, you know, that's why. Just... <laughs> Moving on. You, well, if you were Canadian, you would have apologized several times by now. <laughs> in uh, front of you, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So, so is it like um, carpet tiles or broadloom? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you ask me. Is it? Um, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that my silence was struggling to actually find the funny bit about what I had to say about carpets. Um, <laughs> so, Tom, um, this is uh, Lucy Dreaming. This is your first full game that you're making. It is, yeah. So and you just it, started, like really recently. So, uh, yeah, tell mm-hmm. us about the the tell us tell us the backstory and uh, everything that led up to this moment. Uh, everything depends how far back you want to go. Um, so, in terms of kind of game dev, um, I suppose if you go back, oh, okay, probably about eighteen months, it's a couple of years. Um, I, with my wife, I run a digital advertising agency. We started it about. Uh, 11 years ago um, and we do kind of apps and websites and emails and advertising and various bits and pieces we've done tons of different stuff over the years and one of our clients uh, which is a museum based in the UK they they came to us with a an idea that they had for um, a video that they were producing and they asked us to think of some game ideas that would kind of supplement it and go along with it and help kind of promote the promote this video and kind of make a bit more of the, the campaign. And right. we kind of sat in a, in a, in a meeting with them and they're, they're all kind of sort of similar, similar age to us. And I was thinking of the different ideas. I thought, is it like a puzzle game or is it like a, like a, a quiz or how does it work? And like, I, I was sort of jotting down ideas. I thought, yeah, wouldn't it be really cool if we did like a pixel point and click adventure, like, like Monkey mm-hmm. Island used to be. And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do that. So I, I honestly didn't expect that kind of reaction. But yeah, yeah, go on, yeah, yeah you, go, you go away and do that. Um, oh, so essentially it kind of went, went away and sort of put, to, put together a, a plan for it. Had no idea kind of how long it needed to be or um, how involved and, and I had no experience of even doing pixel art or, or building a game or anything. Um, so apart from apart from little puzzle, I've made kind of puzzle games in Flash back when Flash was a, a thing, and being a being a kind of a, more of a web developer and designer as opposed to a, a game developer, I had no idea that game engines even really existed. I kind of heard of Unity, but as far as I was concerned, for coming from a web background, it was just a kind of it's like another. 3D plugin, as far as I was concerned, it's like a browser thing. Oh, it kind of you know that kind of runs 3D stuff, and it's sort of there's some games in there or something, but I don't really know. Um, mm. So the idea that there would be a game engine out there that would just do kind of point and click or adventure game stuff, I, I would never have assumed that something would exist. It does. There are loads of them. They're brilliant. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that now, but at the time, um, I, <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought wouldn't it be great if I just programmed my own kind of game engine from scratch. So not knowing that that's even what it would be called. So I just essentially thought, well, I've got to build this this web-based thing. It's got to work on mobile. It's got to work on desktop. It's got to work in you know, in, a, in a browser window. Um, so in kind of JavaScript and HTML and CSS and, and the kind of various 
skills and languages that I knew. Mm-hmm. I built this point and click game engine, really, and, mm-hmm. and built this built this kind of game, uh, which was called Where's My Cloak? And it was about mm-hmm. a, a guy who, um, which is what the kind of video was based on, this guy, this um, merchant who comes to the, the Roman Baths Museum. That was, that was what the museum we did it for. Um, and um, uh, and he'd some, some guy, while he's in the bath, some guy nicks his cloak and he has to go and find out who it was mm-hmm. and ends up trying to curse them. And there's a bit of Latin in there and there's, you know, puzzles with, you know, Roman coins and money and maths. And, and so the, the sort of usual kind of fodder you'd find in, in point and click adventures. There's dialogue based puzzles, there's fetch quests where you have to go off and find <laughs> different items and combine them. And there's a bit of time travel in there and um, a few, a few kind of uh, cliches. So that was kind of the first sort of foray into into adventure game dev, but it wasn't until the kind of the first UK lockdown hit mm-hmm. that I kind of had a bit of time on my hands because a couple of our clients, they you know, a few of our clients are uh, museums and tourist attractions in the UK. So when lockdown hit, they immediately kind of pulled their advertising budgets and just said, "Look, this is this whatever we were going to do, that's now on hold until we mm-hmm. know what's going on." So we had. Um, you know, a couple of months where we were sort of, you know, we still had a bit of work coming in, but it was it was certainly a lot quieter. So I kind of took the opportunity to say, well, I've got this game engine, essentially, that I've built. I can kind of repurpose it. I've got all the dialogue structures and I've got all the, the game's um, user interface and everything there. I can kind of reskin it and create another game for my own personal, you know, fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, so created a, another game, which was, Similar length, it's probably about, they're both probably both about an hour or so gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. And that game was called Lockdown, the game, which is <laughs> based on all the, all the things we were experiencing at the time. So um, homeschooling, having China children around whilst trying to do work and trying to do Zoom calls with, with people and running out of toilet paper and <laughs> trying to work out where you know where to get hand sanitizer from and, and things like that so had this this kind of produced that game and um then sort of thought well okay so this because i because we're not being paid for this i need to kind of promote it a bit um so put it out on on twitter and uh, happened to kind of promote it within a day or two of uh one of the adventure jams finishing mm. which i and i'd never heard of which was like a lockdown calm yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so so ended up um a couple of um the twitch streamers sort of approached me and went oh is this was this part of the kind of adventure jam i was like i mm-hmm. have literally no idea what <laughs> adventure jam is um <laughs> can you eat it i don't i don't know i've never heard of it um so they kind of took me to one side and said okay on twitter like okay just just start from the beginning like what game developers do is sometimes they do these things called jams and they kind of have this like online competition and they create a game in a certain amount of time and then they release it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So what, like, there's like game developers that make point and click games. They're like, yeah, there's, there's loads of them. They're, 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 they're everywhere. Like, it's like, you mean there's other people doing, doing the kind of this, this sort of stuff that I'm doing? Because I honestly assume that no one in the world would still be making pixel art point and click games why why would they yeah. do, you know i'd never i'd never found it i've, I've never really used steam or anything i've never i'd never kind of found them it's not a community i'd been a part of it's not one i mm. i've ever seen or, or come into into contact with so suddenly had my kind of mind blown um mm. and so decided to kind of think well okay what if i was to do this properly and by this point other people have one of the first things that people have said to me when, when they kind of looked at the lockdown games, oh, what, what game engine have you used? So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so this is this is a question I now, I know that there is an answer to this and I'm, I'm there going on Google going, what's a game engine? Um, mm-hmm. And suddenly finding, finding like, the, the, there's, a, there's a few of them out there and there's, you know, there's Unity and there's Unreal and, and then I kind of did a search for point and click game engine and mm-hmm. this one which I'm now using popped up which is called Visionaire Studio. So I kind of thought, oh brilliant, they've got they got a trial version of that you can download. Downloaded that, had a bit of a play with it, and very quickly realized that the way that that game engine is structured is or, or was very, very similar 
into how I built mine in the first place. So I was able to kind of translate. It's it's not in terms of technically. Technically, right, it's right. so many light years more advanced than what I produced. I'm not claiming to have produced anything <laughs> close to what I <laughs> technically. But in terms yeah. of the literally the way things are broken down into scenes, characters, objects, items, the hotspots, uh, way path, wayfinding systems, that sort of thing. It was all very much exactly how I'd kind of approached it in my thing. So I was able to... It, kind of come up with an idea for a game and, and very easy, like just sort of testing it out and very quickly translate the, what, I, what I'd what i already learned into that. Um, so I'm, so I'm, really, I'm really aware that you, you asked me a question and I just haven't shut up for like no. 10 minutes. Do you, do you want me to carry on going? Do you want me to... Please, do you want me to you, you, yeah, please. This is this. I love the progression going right through, and now you're you're hitting on the current game, which opens it up. So I think we can just go right from where we left off. Okay, okay. I'll yeah. take. I'll, I, I'll I take, mean, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I did ask basically an entire interview in one question. I just said, "Tell us everything." So I mean, he does that on purpose sometimes, just to see what okay. you could do. You're doing great. You could, you can in post, you can edit yourself, kind of like going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then pause me and go, "Yeah, so what did you do next?" Hmm, that's interesting, and then go and make it seem like you're. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so essentially, I've then got my hands on this this kind of free um, trial version of, of Visionaire. So I'm quite happy mucking about with that over over the summer holiday, um, and I, I've got this kind of idea in my head of of Lucy dreaming um, and how that's at that stage. I sort of didn't have much of an idea of how it was going to work, but I knew I'd want to do something with dreams um, and. Mm. Uh, it wanted to it to involve kind of there's a, there's an element of kind of um, reading in there as well. We've got a we've got a, a, a six year old son and the kind of you know re- reading before you go to bed and the kind of the weird mm-hmm. crazy stuff that his brain does before, during, and after <laughs> sleep and and that kind of that, it's just like a gold mine of of just mad <laughs> stuff. So it's like right, okay, this is mm-hmm. this is perfect fodder for 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 kind of a game. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the the, the the loose basis of it. Um, so started having a play with that <clears throat> and then used what I'd learned already from playing about in Visionaire over the, over the sort of past few months uh, mm-hmm. to create another game, which was Hair of the Dog, uh-huh, which, nice. we, which we yes. did. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, against, again, pixel art, point-of-click adventure is what I'm kind of comfortable with. Very similar interface uh, to to Lucy Dreaming and the others as well, very standard kind of scum interface with the uh, kind of verbs commands on one side, the inventory on the other, at the, at the lower portion of the screen, um, and then the kind of the whole kind of interactive area above that. And um, that got really well was received. Um, it was it was kind of good. It was really good fun to do. Met loads of other game developers and and uh, and fans in the process. Uh, and it really helped to kind of get my name out there a little bit, and it gave me a bit of a platform to then start saying, "Oh yeah, I, I produce this, and, and you know, someone's streaming it, and I'll, I'll kind of go in on the chat, or you know, um, have an interview with them and say, oh yeah, you know, produce this for the, the jam, and this is what the jam was like, and it was how intense was it, and, and it was you know, how fun was it, mm-hmm. and then oh by the way, I'm also producing this other this other game." So the game, the idea of, of for Lucy Dreaming in terms of a, a kind of a path that I wanted to follow with it throughout the the kind of previous sort of six months, I'd seen a few games go on Kickstarter, managed to raise some some cash and kind of give them a, a bit of a, a money up front to then start developing a game. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know, that's I'm kind of going to I'm going to be having a play with doing this myself, but really I'd like to be able to justify taking time away from my existing business that I'm running right. to say right okay I can't I can't just I can't just do this full time for you know for, for nothing because I can't I can't afford to do that and I, it, so I can either accept that I'm going to do it all in my spare time evenings and weekends and release it in six to eight years or I can mm-hmm. say I'm gonna I'm gonna try and try and get a bit of you know money to to sort of pay for a bit of my time and for any other resources that I need, including um, mm-hmm. uh, software licensing or voiceover or music, um, any other kind of associated costs, and and kind of produce it in a realistic timeline, and then mm-hmm. release the and then sort of launch the Kickstarter at the end of May mm-hmm. this year, and that sort of that then run for ran for a month, and that's sort of since then 
I've I've mm-hmm. been sort of working up. Oh, it was successful. <laughs> so the Kickstarter yeah. was successful. Well, we can go into Very more so. detail in that mm-hmm. later. Um, mm-hmm. But then I've basically I'm now kind of working on the full game, and that's pretty much in a nutshell. A very large nutshell. That's that's, <laughs> that's how I got here. Um, I've, I've got a question for you because I've also I've also got a six year old son. So I really love the idea. First of all, I, I have to credit or credits to your, your game stories is incredibly original in a time that's that's very difficult to you know to find an original story. And, and I I love the concept of it. And I'm fascinated with the bit about you know doing a lot of the writing for the game based on you know a six year old's imagination <laughs> um which is you know just a, a, a lovely and completely mad thing um and you're just have for example having a six-year-old myself the other day he had what did he say he said something funny where he he looked up he was getting emotional over a movie and he didn't want to admit it so he looked at me and he's like great now my eyes are crying <laughs> and as soon as he said that i'm like all right <laughs> like, that's that's going in the games so I, I jumped yeah. in, jumped in our google docs and i was like all right that that line's going in our game for sure so they, they can come up with some brilliant things so i just kind of wanted to hear from you what it's like to do a character study on your son <laughs> in, able, in order to to extract you know good material for the game from um in other words what's it like working with a tiny madman so originally it kind of start the the inspiration came from that the kind of the odd love of reading to him and how the how the mechanic of reading to him influences what what he dreams about um whether that's good or bad or you know nightmares or or anything oh god we shouldn't have read that it was too early um and things like that so that was that kind of thing and then (laughs) since yeah and then since then um he's he's kind of played all my games um, there's occasional swear words, and I, I make sure I watch over him, and I cough at the appropriate time, um, to, you know, and keep keep him keep him innocent. And then what we do, he's now got a he he he, he he's always like throwing me kind of ideas. Mm-hmm. Very few of the ideas that he throws me, goes, oh, you could they could do this, you could make it do this. Very few of them stick, in all honesty. <laughs> um, but what we right. do do um, is because because he's trying he's he's trying too hard and he's he's, he's and he's he's got that sort of the child's mind of when he's thinking about a puzzle he's thinking about it very logically so it's like oh you could you could have it so there's something you need to unscrew and you and there's a screwdriver but it's hidden under a table brilliant you you're absolutely you're absolutely right in the kind of the the, the kind of the structure of, of a puzzle but actually what I need to do in order to kind of tap the the really obscure weird stuff out of him is i have to kind of trick him into it so what we what we kind of do is is when we we, his school is um just over a mile away and we walk in and back every day so we on the way there's there's loads of just stuff trees there's a there's a river that that runs nearby us there's um uh, building shops there's cars whatever going past so we, we kind of we both play a game we and we both sort of challenge for it where where we're going to go right here's here's a puzzle like um there's you know there's a dog stuck at the top of that tree how do you get it down mm-hmm. and it's like and you've got to look around you and see all the stuff that's there and what you can do to make it you know well you know I do that and I I train a woodpecker and I get it and I'd strap it to a branch and then I'd use it like a, a drill and I, you know and it's and it's big piece yeah exactly. well yeah and it, but he honestly he he's at this point he's now he, he's because he's not thinking about sort of stuff that's actually here he's trying to think about what how you can creatively use the stuff that you can see around him so he'll say right and I'll, I'll i'll get this okay and and then it, it, once we went past and there was some cyclists and there was somebody on a skateboard and he's like i'm gonna get that skateboard and i'm gonna um mix it with that bike and, I'm, and he ended up make, like inventing a like a penny farthing skateboard. And it's like, this is brilliant. And I'm there and I feel bad because I'm kind of on my phone and I've, just, I've got a, a thing on, um, like a, a note on Google Keep and I just kind of go and I'm just like, yep, I'm having that, I'm having that. I'm just writing all this down as we're going along. And I've just mm. got this enormous list. So I've, I've got kind of, I've got my basic rough sort of narrative structure that I've got. And then I've got this huge list of other stuff that's come from various sources that is just a huge brain dump of just, <laughs> cool stuff, funny stuff, might be rubbish, might be brilliant, might be, you know, and I can just 
go right I've got an area here where they just I just need a bit more of something what can I throw at it you know and mm-hmm. it just is it's great sort of, sort of inspiration of just kind of random stuff it might be retro stuff it might be it might be game ideas um just t- sort of techniques I went mean, it would be nice if there was a puzzle that was all about you know music or there's a puzzle that's all about eating or there's a puzzle you know and trying to think of these but you know there might be kind of ideas that I've just sort of had as I'm going along or they might be um, just a, a funny thing that something someone said, like, you know what I need, or just funny kind of like British turns of phrase that I've just kind of mm-hmm. gone, oh, God, I've completely forgotten about that, that people used to say that. Let's let's put that in there. Uh, it's it's yeah, nice, to know, nice to know I'm not alone on that because I feel like creating a game at the, you know, at the same time as you, it, it, it kind of infects your mind to where like everything you look at, there's this little part of your brain that starts cross-analyzing it. Like, well, would that mm-hmm. be a puzzle? Would that be funny? If so, who would say it and when? And yeah, I do a lot of blankly staring into space while mouth breathing nowadays because of all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't, isn't the whole name of your game kind of a pun? I mentioned the name of your game to my mom and she said, oh, lucid dreaming. Yeah, okay, that makes sense considering what the game is about. It's, yeah, originally that wasn't that wasn't the name of the game either. The, the, oh. the name the name of the game originally was um, uh, a lucid adventure, mm. um, and with very much it brought you know because I, I, I you know it's just, everyone was just referring to it as lucid and it's like that's kind of that was that was kind of what and for the first sort of month or two that's how people were referring to it on Twitter and things, and then I suddenly realised a couple of months in that I'm really 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 bad at using google apparently um <laughs> despite what i do for a living so for some reason just googled it and went oh there's already a point and click game out there called lucid dream adventure and there's already mm. another game out there called lucid adventure and i should probably rename it so mm-hmm. basically sort of had a bit of an emergency kind of thing so at first it was kind of a panic like like i've already said it's called this people are people are going to like if I rename it now, people are going to go, oh God, this guy's not a professional. We can't, you know, and they'll unfollow me and it'll all be over. Um, and then after a while realized that actually no one else really cared. It was only me that, that sort of thought that it was, it was such a big deal. So um, kind of put it out there to a, to a couple of people. Some, I, I can't remember, it was a conversation on, on Twitter I was having then someone else kind of weighed in and sent me a message saying, I hope you don't mind me kind of saying, but I, you know, I was thinking of this and I was thinking of that. Um, ended up kind of chatting with them. And I, I kind of, I then I pitched Lucy Dream, Lucy Dreams, mm-hmm. I think. And then they said, I think Lucy Dreaming would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, because because I because I was because I was thinking Lucy because I'd already the, the main character was already called Lucy because mm-hmm. Lucy Lucy and I, I kind of so I already had that kind of pun going um, in the back of my head and mm-hmm. then and then I kind of I there was a there was a couple of people sort of saying well dreams dreaming what we know which one and decided to go with with Lucy dreaming just kind of quickly <laughs> rebranded it renamed the I mean I, I I I've still got the Twitter account for lucid adventure because i was kind of set it as like a forwarding account for you know i had to quickly rename it and re-register it and then have it so that anyone who was who'd who if i don't because there were there would have been tweets and articles and things about a lucid adventure mm-hmm. and making sure that anyone who arrived on that twitter account it had like a, a little picture of the avatar with a cross through it and just said no this is now go over here and kind of linking through to that um so I might have deleted the account now. I, it's, it's been that long. I think it's, it's sort of. I think it was. It seems safe to do so. Um, but that was that was kind of that was trying trying to kind of make trying to mitigate it a bit. Um, I'd already had the domain name at lucidadventure.com, so then I had mm-hmm. to kind of rename another. You know, buy another domain name, move the website over, migrate everything over to that, and that's. So yeah, so that was it. Was a bit, again, it was a bit of a kind of oh no, um, <laughs> and that, I mean, there's also there is a. There is a comic book series out there, which I think started in kind of 2015 or maybe a bit earlier, um, called Lucy Dreaming as well. Mm. Again, my appalling Googling skills failed to pick this up, even though I've literally, it's, it's like, I'm so high in this, like, right, I've got to come up with a name, like, make sure no one's got it, and I just, just didn't find it. Whether I was just doing a search for Lucy Dreaming game or look at, maybe I was just searching on steam and the app store and things like that and i just didn't come across mm-hmm. it but i didn't um so i'm hoping they they're not too bothered by it um mm-hmm. but anyway so that's yeah so that's that's kind of where where i got how i got to the name anyway 
So uh, what's your, uh, you had mentioned earlier that you were just kind of on a whim in a meeting brought up, uh, why don't we make a point and click game, you know, kind of like Monkey Island, et cetera. And, and I know it's, it's, it's been a while for you, but what's, what's your origins with adventure games? What, why was your knee jerk reaction to do a point and click? I, I assume there's, there's good memories and, and nostalgia associated behind it. But yeah, I'm just curious what, what games you might've played growing up um, that they may, may or may not have inspired Lucy Dreaming, et cetera. De definitely very much um the LucasArts games i i suppose the first point and click game that i ever played was probably king's quest 4 nice, um, nice start. in cga graphics on 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 four four um floppy disks so we had to kind of keep swapping over mm -hmm. um and that was yeah that was that was i just absolutely loved that game and then from that point then played um a, a cover i think i quite i quite enjoyed the police quest series yes. i think i played played maybe i only played wait, maybe one of the space quests but these were all like bootlegs that we got from friends right. so i don't think i don't think i ever actually paid for a series. oh no it did later on i bought the roberta williams anthology, anthology like years and years oh nice future. set yeah i don't have and the, and the police quest anthology as well. I, I, I have the kind of box versions of these and i'm seeing people posting their their mm. like boxed games now i'm going why did i throw all these away like when Aww. i moved out of my parents yeah. outside because i never <laughs> thought that Familiar um, story for sure. Yeah, yeah for many of us. <laughs> so started and I played a bit of a um, Legend Suit Larry as well. So so nice. most of the the Sierra franchises at that state at that time, I think I kind of played one or two of. Um, then when we got, I have to, I have to say oh. that it is actually kind of surprising at this point yeah. to hear somebody from um, uh, Europe and England and all that um, who actually appreciates Sierra games because it seems like there's a lot more emphasis mm -hmm. on LucasArts over there. Yeah, well, I, to be honest, I don't, I, I can't really, I don't, I, not being sort of, this is, this is a relatively new scene to me. So I don't really, I can't really comment on that. I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I don't think I've actually had conversations with many other people in the UK about Sierra games. It has always been LucasArts. And mm -hmm. our first, um, so the, the copy of King's Quest Four that we got was from a friend of ours who went to go and live in America for a few months and brought it back with him. So oh, that's kind of where we got it from. Mm. And I don't really know where we got the other ones from. Maybe from him yeah. as well, actually. I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, and then it wasn't until a few years later that I kind of bought some of the other Sierra games myself as, as, as nice. kind of anthologies. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so I, maybe, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's, the, I, I kind of assumed that at some point I probably would have come across them, but maybe, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe that was... Maybe that was just just luck, luck of the draw. I'm yeah, I'm I'm curious about your your super uh, simplified UI. I like sort of the multi-purpose use of the word use. Right now, I'm playing a game called Gabriel Knight for the first time, Sierra game, and there are like I don't know eight options to cycle through. You can talk with people, or you can ask a person a question, or walk, or get, or use, or open, or close. So, what made you lean more towards a, a simple interface like that? Um, the so the interface really. I mean, I've 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 got a bit of a devlog going, and I've I've had a few a few kind of posts which have just been about the verbs and the commands that I've I've used and, and what I've sort of finally ended up with. I, you know, one point early on in the process, I, I had a an additional what was the additional one I had? Um, give I think was the additional one I had. So when I I. Again, bad bad Google skills, maybe bad research skills. When I first started the the the, the first two games, so where's my clone can lockdown? I didn't start with the UI. I started with writing the puzzles, and then as I went through, I kind of worked out what well, I'm going to need. This I'm going to need that. I'm going to need this. I'm going to need that, and built built the kind of the, the commands based on the commands that I needed. So I didn't need push, pull, open, and close. You know, I just go right. All the all the all the doors can be open. I'll just mm -hmm. go. You know, I, I mean, it's a you know, especially when I'm having to turn around the whole game in in kind of a couple of months, it means that I don't have to then animate any doors opening. So that's fine. Right. Um, no, you know, and very there are very few puzzles which really necessitate that that level of of kind of granular. Um, commands to be able to kind of go to, to, to that level. So people will sometimes cite the um, there's a puzzle in Monkey Island, Monkey Island, 
no monkey island one um where they uh, where they have to open a safe and you have to kind of push and right. pull and, and it's a, you know one direction and then the other direction that is a very unusual puzzle in that it necessitates those two actions and could it could arguably have been rewritten to work in in a different way <clears throat> so to work to only use one so so to have to then allow every single hotspot to 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 be pushed or pulled and there to be a response for that or to drastically increase the number of default responses someone's getting by not providing a custom response for when every single item is pushed and pulled you are exponentially increasing the amount of work that you've got to do even just in in dialogue writing oh. so you know every you know, for every hotspot that's there you've suddenly got two more commands that you need to take into account whether you're you know writing a customer response for it or you're leaving leaving it to the default response which again is something that i don't i don't kind of like a lot of i like there to be kind of custom responses written for <laughs> most in common interactions so that there's mm -hmm. you're at least kind of rewarding the the player for exploring and kind of you know giving little kind of jokes and little sort of hidden things that some people may not have found um because they just happened to have tried to talk to a you know footstool or something like that and you kind of, there's little things like that you think, well you know what i'm right i'm here i'm right i've got to, i've got to put the command kind of on there i've only you know i've only got i've only got four commands on here so i'm you know every time i add a hotspot i just add these four commands on and go right what what can i write that you know for each for each one of these things and that's that's actually part of the process that i one of the processes that i enjoy the most in in mm -hmm. the kind of the game um Flavor the game dev process mm -hmm. so that's yeah so that's really that's really good fun um but no they, they basically the, the ui was was built to, to to fit the puzzles that i had with um with lucy dreamy originally i had um five on there so originally i had the um, the give command on there, and then as I was going through, firstly I didn't like the fact I had I had five on there, so I couldn't fit them all in a row. So I had them as um, looking more kind of traditionally how you'd expect a scum interface to look, having the kind of just the written verbs um, had three three across the top and then two underneath. So you had this kind of ugly space. They didn't kind of it didn't look nice that it had this kind of uneven kind of rows on it. Um, but also um, every time I was adding a command to use mm -hmm. uh, like an item or something because i mean you can you can only use give on the inventory items because you can't you know you can't give something that's already in the scene to somebody else unless you've already picked it up first. i mean you, you can i suppose in theory you could do that but it's not it's not a it's not a very intuitive way of working like because like the, the character could feasibly have picked it up themselves okay. so so it's, every time I was doing give, I was then going use. What would I do with use? Well, really, if I'm doing use that with character, I wanted to, I wanted to give it to them. So because right. you know, <laughs> I mean, there, there is a, there is a, a subtle difference in you know, give hammer to toddler and use hammer with toddler. They are, they do, they are, yeah, they are, they are subtle differences, but. They, and they are important differences in real life, but in terms of adventure games, you're kind of you. I think you get the and you know for the for the two or three occasions where you might want to write a custom response, like I really don't want to do that, um, mm -hmm. or whatever it is you want to do. Um, generally speaking, I was every time I was adding a a give command, I was saying, well, I, you know, the use and the give were exactly the same, and mm -hmm. so it, it, I I just I'd increased my amount of work and I hadn't added anything extra, and. Right. So you, all you get is the first time someone goes to give an item to to a character, they kind of go, uh, and there's a, there's a, like a fraction, like a half a second pause just from watching people play. There's kind of a half a second pause where they go, I'm looking for give, can't find give, must be used. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And then they've got it. And the, for the rest of the game, they just, that's how they know how to do it. It's use, use, mm -hmm. use with, you know, mm -hmm. done. And as soon as the first, the first item has been used or given with that character, it's that's it. They, they they know what they're doing. So it saved me. It also meant I was then able to get four verbs in a row, which is much neater. I was able to illustrate them, make them look a lot nicer. Take you know, they make them a lot bigger as well. So you, on mobile devices, on smaller screens, you've got you've only got four four things to to use, and you can just go bonk and just and just click. Then they're much much easier, much more kind of sort of touch touch device friendly. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I tried uh, the demo on my uh, tablet and on my phone just just for fun to give it a try instead of just being on the computer. I liked that it was available on all the uh, different mediums. So it transferred really, really well to the touch screen. Well done. I say, yeah, I mean, from the a, a scum interface like that, which is only it is li- it's literally point and click. Although I've mm-hmm. I've enabled things like uh, the mouse wheel and some hotkeys in there um, for people who want to kind of play it a bit quicker on a, on, a, on a desktop. Really, it's point and click, so it lends itself really well to to a touch device. The only thing I would caveat is that it's it's pixel art and it's detailed. So I haven't mm-hmm. I, there are there is a lot of stuff in a lot of the scenes that you can interact with. There's a lot of stuff you don't need to interact with as well um, <laughs> in order to, to progress the game. But there's a lot of stuff in there. So I can imagine if you're on a particularly small device, you know, like a, a, you know an old iPhone or something like that, you are it's possible it's it's technically possible to get the smaller hotspots <laughs> i have checked the s- smallest hotspots on there they on on the smallest device that i have which is an iphone 5 it is mm-hmm. technically possible <laughs> it's not necessarily always the most comfortable thing but i mean you know it's like picking up specks of dust in thimbleweed park it's you know there are yeah. <laughs> you can only do so much so that's the only thing i say is it, um, although it will technically work on a, on a phone, it's like it, like with any kind of de, you know detailed game like that, it's it's it, it's not going to be hundred percent comfortable. It's not going to be as comfortable as it is playing on a tablet. Right. Um, yeah. But it is, I'd say, on a tablet, it's it it works as well as it does on a desktop. I think I think it works. No, I totally I gave up. Nice uh, I totally gave up playing it on my calculator watch. I'm sorry. It's just the screen was way too small. I I couldn't click on anything. I I know back to the back the to Nokia the Nokia 3210 is like this is rubbish. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's delightful on a tablet. I was playing around with um Hair of the Dog a, a couple of nights ago on, on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 almost peak adventure game uh, on the tablet when it's done right, like it is with yours. It's really nice. Um, I was wondering, mate, uh, as far as the, the behind the scenes and everything, you, you're doing. Are you doing all of the writing, all of the programming, and final piece of that is is the art? I'm curious. Are, are you doing the art, or where does that come from? Yeah, so I'm I'm doing all of it, really. Um, there are there are some bits and pieces. So in terms of the the narrative designs of that, I I I'm working with my wife. Emma on that as well, who also is the voice of Lucy. Um, so we we kind of we we're used to collaborating creatively. Um, so and in our in our regular job, I mean, I'm I'm a designer and a dev as well. So that 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 kind of and, and we've you know we've always kind of done concepts and and um, mm-hmm. and sort of strategy work together. So in terms of the overarching story design and and that sort of thing, that's something we're very much kind of collaborating on. Um, in terms of actually writing the crappy jokes and, and that sort of thing. That's definitely, that's, that's kind of my, my, my domain. So, um, I, and the whole thing kind of happens in, in tandem as well. So it's, it's a, I'd like to say is it disorganized, no organic. It's an organic process of, of kind of dev. So I, I am able to, um, change, change my mind whenever I want as well. So if I, right. if I come up to something going, this puzzle's not, it could be a bit better. I don't have to kind of go back to the beginning, rewrite a load of stuff, you know, present everything to, um, the artist, present everything to the, to the devs or whatever, and, and, and kind of get everyone sort of to back up and, and change it. I can literally go, right, well, I'll, you know, I'll open up Photoshop and I'll draw myself a, you know, a water pistol or whatever, you know, a banana, whatever I want. And then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll insert that in and I can, I can test it and do it. And I can do that within, you know, half an hour, an hour and, and see if it works and, and try it out. And if it does, it, it goes in, if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, so I, I'm able to kind of build it a lot as I go along. So I've, I've, like I said, I've got these kind of the basic skeleton of the story and the, the narrative I'm going through, but a lot of it I leave up to, how I how I kind of feel at the time, and if I'm building a scene, and I go, oh, that's, yeah, it's a shame I've built this kind of whole whole chest of drawers there, and I've, I've only used two of the drawers. What can I put in the other one? Or I wonder what's I wonder what's behind there. Or I wonder, you know, and I can, you know, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a spider up in the corner and you could just do something mm-hmm. with it, or you know, and just I can just kind of I'm free to do that. I've got because I've got 
kind of complete dominion over every single <laughs> aspect of the game. I can I can kind of add stuff and delete stuff and change stuff around whenever I want. Yeah, that's really lovely. I this I know a lot of people listening will likely be just immediately interested in your game if they hadn't heard of it, and if they had, then then just even more interested because I. I a lot of you know a lot of our listeners coming from Sierra backgrounds, and and I know just just myself personally and how we're we're approaching the game that we're doing. You have the same emphasis on the the important things to to, to me, and and again a lot of our listeners, which is you know an abundance of flavor text and just the way you describe you know sitting down and and being like, well, you know, there could be something fun in that drawer. Like, why not? It, it just it strikes all the right chords for me because that's that's mm-hmm. exactly what i love about adventure games is, is as you worded it earlier be uh, rewarding the player for for exploring and there's, there's yeah, nothing I, better than that i absolutely love that with um with with your game so i haven't i to be honest i got a bit frustrated when i tried to use gasoline on the fire and, and died um and that was that kind of brought back <laughs> some 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 kind of painful sierra memories for me um <laughs> but but i haven't really enjoyed like you know trying to stick chalk in an electric socket and just say you know just got various different things and just sort of seeing what the what they the, the kind of different custom kind of responses are on that and I, I it's, mm-hmm. that's for me that's that's why I love point and click games I don't I don't just want to rattle through them and kind of go right you know get a walk through and go click on this and this and this and, this and just kind of chalk it up as like yeah it's another game I've completed I want to be a part of the atmosphere I want to sort of have a relationship with the, with the developer in terms of you know that they, they, you feel like you, you discover these little jokes that are just for you in there because you know you know right. most people most people haven't found them or you know you do something that's a little bit weird and you go oh well, the developer thought that as well you know and you kind of get there's a little you know that, and you feel like you've made a connection it's it's, it's always been that's always been one of the, the the most sort of rewarding parts of playing playing these kind of games for me mm-hmm. well you, you yeah, you've made a point of saying that you include easter eggs that's uh that's really cool. I mean, nods to other things that you like specifically, or oh, well, go, go and this is is this the is this the Easter egg versus references debate that I'm getting a part of? Now? <laughs> Come on <laughs> the, in. <laughs> um, I was I would say the the Easter eggs are the the Easter eggs and the references are although they they can cross over to a degree they they are separate things so there are in the demo there are quite a lot of pop culture references i am there there's there's a lot of meta humor and there's a there's quite a lot of fourth wall breaking i hammed it up a lot for the demo Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the whole game is not going to be that <laughs> level of of like constant winking at the camera. It's like no, no, they, it's like that can get very tired very quickly. So although it's a bit of fun for the demo, there will be occasional ones in there. So it is it is sort of slightly more surprising when it happens, but it's it's not going to be to the same degree that it that it is in the demo. Um, there are in terms of pop culture references. And things like that. There will be some in there. There are. A, I don't want to overdo the adventure game and Lucas Arts references too much. The the kind of the main starting point in the game is 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 her bedroom, and there's quite a bit of stuff in there under this kind of guise that she likes kind of old kind of nineties antiques, and that's that's sort of that's her that's the kind of the excuse for it. Um, I'm not planning to have lots of kind of references throughout the game that are all going to be kind of mentioning monkeys and islands and, and things like that so although there's going to be there's going to be kind of bits and pieces of that and stuff that i've kind of um i stuff that i've missed i suppose um stuff that i you know have a nostalgic kind of love for a lot of it's down to um even even just kind of turns of phrase and 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 and, and sort of dark things that people used to say or things the way that people used to act or the way that you know that they that sort of thing I, I i kind of i like sometimes a bit more um in terms of the easter eggs there are i, I like i like hidden easter eggs so i like mm-hmm. being able to kind of hide stuff and again this is this is like it's just an extreme version of having a little joke when you try something obscure is saying actually if you try something something really obscure it opens mm-hmm. up something that you didn't even you know whether it's I, I, I'm not again. I'm not a big fan of kind of mini games, um, particularly, but like that sort of you know that sort of thing. There's like maybe like hidden hidden scenes or hidden bits and pieces or hidden objects that you can get, and then mm-hmm. you can do things with, or they're funny, or they you, tell, you know you do something and it kind of tells you jokes or, or something like that. Um, so I, I like putting those sort of things in there. I've got a huge 
list of stuff that's kind of nice nice haves that I think would be good to kind of be able to integrate in there at some point. Um, and obviously we've got the, I say obviously, like, like, like everyone's heard of it, um, <laughs> but we've also got um, an Easter egg competition running, uh, which I'm planning to kind of run until kind of the end of summer. I'm sort of thinking maybe it's fairly loose, but maybe kind of September, October time. Um, which is in the demo. There is a, an Easter egg hidden in the demo. There are a number of Easter eggs hidden in the demo, but there's one which leads to a competition as well, where you can win the chance to appear in the game. Um, so that's that's still very much up for grabs. I think it's a it's a prize draw, so that it's not kind of first first person to find it wins. But I think in the time since we launched it in April, I think only maybe 20 people have found it so far so even if you find it now you've, you've still got pretty pretty good odds, good odds. um so yeah no it's, it's well well worth trying you know and there's a lot of people have got various a lot of people have given up trying to find it the feedback i've had from people who found it is everyone everyone who's found it has gone okay yeah i like the fact that it was logical it's not just randomly try everything with everything else and you'll find it <clears throat> there is a there is a certain logic to it and if you follow <clears throat> if if you kind of pay attention to all everything that's kind of said when you're kind of going throughout the game and, and kind of looking at stuff and things like it, it is technically guessable, right? But it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool idea. It's a great way to get get the community involved. Um, you know, with, with the game itself, that's that's just super clever. I would, uh, I would, I would like to steal it, but I won't. <laughs> oh, feel free! I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't mind. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't own the idea of of competition Easter eggs. You talk to talk to Ernest Klein about it. Well, I, I, I doubt I will. But if I was to, I would make sure the Easter egg itself was Lucy or something fitting for. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, very. Origin good. stories <laughs> is always fun. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So, what are your goals for for release for the game? I I, I think I saw twenty twenty two somewhere. Just just kind of curious where, I guess where you're at now, and you know how your pacing is going. If that's something that you can even predict, I am I'm giving myself twelve months. Um, I've got all because I now I've now I've got the 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 kind of the full narrative worked out i there was a bit of bit of kind of stress in me that kind of really like i said i really wanted this kind of interwoven sort of additional storyline in there um i kind of i gave myself a bit of extra time to be able to kind of get that nailed and i feel like i've actually got that sorted earlier than expected so i i can now kind of get stuck in i'm the first sort of stage i'm going to do is basically develop and write the whole game without doing any this is my intention anyway without doing any of the artwork so all all with placeholders this is what this is what i did with hair of the dog when i produced that in a very very short amount of time um so having blank blank scenes which are more or less the kind of size that i want them to be so that if they're scrolling scenes you can walk up and down them um if they're just a single room they're a single room and then having placeholders for image for um, objects and items that you're carrying, and kind of placeholder animations for various characters. I think when I did Hair the Dog, it was just like a little animated smiley face or something like that. So having that all in there, and basically having it so technically the whole game is playable, um, and that way I can then gauge how long it is um, and you know how long it sort of takes to complete. Although that's very difficult for me to test because I know where everything is. Um, but it gives me a kind of rough idea and kind of the scale of it compared to the demo and that's sort of what I'm going to be comparing it to. So, well, this this took half an hour for people to complete, this took two hours for people to complete, therefore this should take roughly the right amount of time. I can then go through each kind of scene and, and, and skin it, essentially, um, style it all up, draw, draw all the assets that I need to do, um, and and then start sort of getting out to, to a couple of testers. And I, I feel that... I feel that's doable in 12 months, given the scale of it. That I'm doing, you know, I'm not doing a, a game that's 20 hours long. Um, it's it should be a decent. I'm, I'm I've been I, I've been conservative in my estimate because I do tend to kind of get a bit carried away and kind of run with things, like I did with the original demo. Mm-hmm. In that I I wanted to be a certain that I, I predicted sort of eight to ten hours. 
it wouldn't surprise me if it was 10 to 12 by the time I finished because I'm just going to keep throwing stuff at it because it's fun. Um, so mm -hmm. that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm at with that. I that's where I'm. Yeah, I think I'm. some hoping for kind of this time next year um, for for a release date. Um, it, I've also managed to get all the technical side of things sorted with the demo in terms of porting for mobile um, getting all the tech sorted for that and and you know all the porting hopefully ironing out all the bugs uh, on various platforms for that as well so the, the reviews on uh, google play and on the app store are so far really good so i'm hoping I mean, that's going to kind of Give me a bit of an indication of how the full game is going to going to be received as well. Not too not too buggy. A couple of issues on some older versions of Android. Some you know you can't you can't troubleshoot everyone's device on every single um, thing. You know they either go well it crashed. Well I don't know what other apps you're running or you know things like that. So there's a, mm, there's always going to be yeah. a few little bits of unknowns like that. But I think I've done most of the groundwork for for the, what we're going to be the kind of the complicated bits and the things that could have possibly kind of held things up later down the line. So I'm hoping that that sort of level of preparedness is, it means that I can, I can meet the deadline pretty well. Very nice. And I have to come clean. Um, that was a bit of a filler question because a minute ago I, I panicked when I couldn't think of <laughs> what I was going to ask. But I, I'm curious as, as to your writing process because you, you've mentioned a few times that, you know, when you're sitting down and you see something that could use, you know, just has space for something funny or, or whatever the case is that you'll throw it in. And it, it just, it, it's a lot of how, how I go about doing my writing, which is kind of more on the spot. And I, I don't, mm -hmm. I've always felt weird, like, like it's not how you do things, you know, that whole societal thing, but I'm just curious what, what your process is. Do you tend to do a lot of writing um, dialogue wise, let's say like within visionaire or are you more, you know, taking notes or have a journal or whatever the case is and then you know a, a planning ahead or more of an on the spot sort of thing um there are a few rare occasions where i have a particular bit of dialogue or a particular thing that i want somebody to say and it's normally because i've i thought of something that will just be i say to myself it, i say funny you know probably not funny but in my you know there's a gag or i go oh it'll be I really want to. I really want to hear the character say this, and I'll kind of make a note of that. And I go right. I'm going to put an object in that that will make them say that because I think it's worth it and I think it's funny. So there are a few bits of that where I have a kind of a bit of an idea of of what the dialogue is going to be. In terms of the the wider narrative and the puzzle design, as I go through, I so I don't. I, I've tried using a few kind of game planning tools for kind of mapping it out and for me the best the best way that fits my brain for writing it is is writing the the game as if it were um like a piece of a piece of prose so i will go through and i will write the mm. stories like you know then then lucy does this and then she goes you know at this point thingy walk, you know walks in and and says this in a slightly surprising way and, and i literally write it as if as it you know it's not like a novel you can you couldn't publish it uh, but it's it's written as a as a narrative a narrative story it's not like it's not written like a script or anything it's you know it, there will occasionally be notes in there like i'll put it like a thing involved that just says don't forget that something or you know at this point if you know at this point it is now obvious that that the player knows this or you know and i haven't written the full dialogue but it's like i need to get the, the fact that at this key stage i need to mention this and that and that and i'll to maybe do a little bit of rough dialogue just to kind of just to get the gist of you know it might just be a Oi, get off my land and, and exclamation mark or something like that. And I'm going to go, I know that that's the, that's the gist of what the person needs to say. Right. Um, then, then all of the rest of it is all written in situ. So I get the basic structure. And then as I go through, as I'm building the scene, I am just writing. So even the dialogue, I'm kind of, you know, at, the, at that sort of level. I'm then going, right, what would be a funny thing? At this stage, I'm kind of, I'm the character. I've got to the, to the person at this point. What, what are they going to say? Oh, well, they're going to say this, and they're going to say, "Well, you know, what what are you what what are you doing behind there? What's the you know what, what's that on your head?" Also, you know, and I'm just kind of I can then write write it as if I'm getting into that you know I'm the person getting to that point and saying, "Well, what's actually before we get to talking about this, 
I want to know why it is that you've only got one leg or you know and I can right, I can kind right. of write that write that in situ and then and then I'll go through and I'll play it and if you know quite a lot of the 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 dialogue where you're talking to a character and you've got sort of you know multiple options that you can and kind of threads of, of conversation that you're going down I can get to a bit of a hang on a minute I've now got myself like four or five nested threads of conversation with different options and it's just getting confusing let's just take those two out let's put them at the top let's do that and and, and that's it and I, I like I've got plans for maybe one or two dialogue based puzzles, but they're not my favorite puzzles. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of kind of, you know, having some sort of long cutscene where somebody's just rabbiting on a you for ages, kind of telling you their life story. I'd like, I'd rather tell that in three or four separate chunks whilst talking about something else. Mm-hmm. So that you get the gist of what the, the, the you know the character you, you get all the important information and you get a feel for who they are and the kind of the kind of character they are without them having to say the reason I'm so grumpy is because when I was little <laughs> my cat died or something oh right okay that's brilliant but actually you could you know I, I, you could have told me that with something visual or you could have told me something you know that in a, in a, in a different mm-hmm. way so I I don't in terms of dialogue there's not a there's there's not a is none of it's going to be, I always like to try and get it in like one line. And if I can't get it, if I have to sort of do it in kind of two or three lines, I'd like to keep them as short as possible. Yeah. No, well, no, I appreciate you explaining the, the process. Hopefully the listeners find it interesting just, just to know what it's you know like to, to write a game. And then for me, selfishly or personally, it's, it's quite um, validating to know that it's, uh, <laughs> you know, the other, other people go about it that way. And like you said, you know, I will, We'll find out soon. We'll find out uh, together, I guess. I, I think uh, I've, I've, I've been, I felt a connection to, to your game just because, you know, we've, we've kind of started at the same point and have a, a yeah, similar yeah. ETA. And I feel like, uh, you know, two, two pregnant women. That's a horrible, <laughs> horrible uh, metaphor. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to call you a pregnant woman. I, I dragged you into that. It was irresponsible. But uh, no, it's, you know, it, <laughs> it, it's kind of it's kind of neat. In other words, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Birth. We'll, we'll, we'll both, both go to, I can't stop saying to, it grossly. Yeah, no, exactly. We'll go to like game developer baby yoga next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. I guess we're going to have to start wrapping up. Unfortunately, I've had a really good time talking to you, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't mind, um, let the listeners know, you just you know, do all the pitches, say all the things, where should they go? What should they do? How do they click? Cool. Maybe yeah. Not the, that one. Um, <laughs> um so the uh, the demo is available on steam at the moment so you can go and play that and wishlist it uh, that's available on windows and linux on steam if you want to play it uh, drm free or if you want to play it for for mac uh, os instead then it's also on itch and on game jolt as well mm-hmm. um it's also just being ported to uh, iOS and Android as well. The website is lucy-dreaming.com. Follow us on uh, on social media. So it's uh, our, our, our studio, this is myself and my wife, our studio is Tall Story Games, and we own all of the various handles for Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. They are all just Tall Story Games, all one word, Come and say hi. I'm always quite happy to to, to have a chat on uh, mainly mainly Twitter. I suppose is probably where I'm I'm found residing most of the time. But on any of the channels, just just yeah. All right, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And um, I'll I'll just kind of second all of that by saying to, to the listeners, definitely definitely wish list it. Um, and if you happen to grab it on uh, iOS or from Android, leave it uh, leave it a nice review. Those things really Ooh, help yeah. out a lot. Yeah, right, that, you know. <laughs> Give them, give them a bloody follow. You know, I just it, 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 even if you have no interest, just just click a button for us. That's all. It helps out a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I guess that's it. So, so we're we're a community. Uh, we're also a page. You can find us on Facebook, Classic Gamers Guild. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at CGG Podcast. Do us a tweet uh, if you know if you want to. Um, you can send us an email, mail at classicgamersguild.com. Um, huge thank you to all of our Patreons. We really, really appreciate and love you guys. Thank you so much. And an extra special thanks to those in said tier, which will be Una and Gus, Jean-Francois Paget, Jay Holmes, 
Mark Fillion. Um, go ahead over to Steam while you're there. Wishlist Steam Lucy Dreaming. Wishlist Chinatown Detective Agency. That's coming out soon. Uh, Mark would sure appreciate it. And that's, yeah, that's, I said all the things I'm supposed to say. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Tom, for being here. And don't do a murder. Thank you.